0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Von Schatzer will share the truth behind the Declaration of Independence, and Greg Patton will stop by to share some beauty living in today's world. Hello to all of our friends listening today on the radio or online. Thank you for being here. We're excited to announce that you can now hear Watchmen on the Wall on the websites OnePlace.com and SermonAudio.com. More ways to access the Christ-centered clarity that is needed now more than ever. Whether you're listening on the radio or online, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, be sure to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Are you aware that most Americans don't know that the Declaration of Independence is the number one document of our country? Today's guest, Von Schatzer, is here to help us know the truth behind the Declaration of Independence.
1: Historically speaking, America has been a very unique place. And as a matter of fact, America is not just a place. America is an idea, an idea of love for God and country, respect for one another, and a system of government that encourages hard work and integrity. But most important of all, America has been built on the idea of a limited government. Friends, we need limited government. Our guest is Vaughn Schatzer. Vaughn, so good to have you back on the show.
2: Oh, Brother Larry, it's so good to be with you. I'm so excited and looking forward to sharing all of our godly heritage hmm. and uh, praying for revival in America.
1: I'm encouraged there because I see a lot of people waking up. I think that's the first step. We're heading in the wrong direction, and people say, what's going on? So praise the Lord, we need to keep on keep on praying. But Vaughn, let's begin with something very fundamental. What is the truth behind the Declaration of Independence?
2: Simply put, the original intent of the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America People will need to know this is our birth certificate, all right? Mm. America this year is 247 years old. It was signed by 56 of our 250 founding fathers. Our Declaration of Independence is the number one document of our nation and sets forth the value system of our nation.
1: That's amazing. Values are so important. Godly values. We see what happens to a country when we forget those values.
2: You're right, Brother Larry, and I want to define the value system found in the Declaration of Independence. It's listed in what's called the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. It's really the first paragraph, all right? Mm -hmm. you know, the value system, again, of our nation is probably one of America's best kept secrets. So I'm going to share it with everyone now. So listen closely. Very few pastors, Christians, politicians, and many citizens, young and old, know that the Bible is the real value system of the Declaration of Independence, and we can prove that by getting the true definition of an eight-word phrase in the preamble of the Declaration. Our 56 Founding Fathers, along with Thomas Jefferson, used the phrase the laws of nature and of nature's God Mm. as the reason we separated ourselves from Great Britain and King George III. Altogether, King George violated the Bible 27 times, Mm. and those violations are all listed in the middle Of the Declaration of Independence. Everyone needs to read the Declaration of Independence. That phrase, laws of nature and nature's God, is really a legal term. It's found in America's first law books called Blackstone's Commentaries on Law, authored by the famous English jurist, Sir William Blackstone. And in Volume 1, Section 2, pages 41 and 42, here's the answer. The laws of nature and nature's God are to be found only in the Holy Scriptures, mm. and no human laws are of any validity if contrary to the Holy Scriptures. What do you think, Brother Larry? Boy,
1: I think that's right on target. I think we, we desperately need to get back to that. You know, it's so interesting, Vaughn, I heard the uh, President Biden talking about the uh, conservatives, And he said that we are banning books. You know, we're banning this book and we're banning that book. But guess what? The woke crowd has banned the Bible. They've banned the Declaration of Independence. They've banned all of our precious founding documents. So I know why. They don't agree with America's value system. I think that's tragic that we have people in leadership today who don't agree with America's value system. Do you think that's tragic?
2: I think it is so tragic. And you know, and in Blackstone's Commentaries on Law, in the preface, I inserted a extra page in the preface, and all the Bible verses that are listed like for pornography, for Mm. abortion, for sodomy, for all witchcraft. All of those are on the first page when you open up Blackstones, and you can go right there and see America's laws, all of them, on morality came from the Bible. And also, it's interesting to know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Hancock, All these founding fathers in the Supreme Court, they all had copies of Blackstone's commentaries on law.
1: Wow, that's very, very significant. Well, that's one of the items that we're offering. Uh, We're offering the truth behind the Declaration of Independence. There's the video, the New England Primer, Noah Webster's Dictionary, and, of course, Blackstone's commentary. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144. Vaughn, would you just run through those uh, items that we're offering? Tell our listeners a little bit about them, why they're so significant, and why they need to have these items in their hands, especially today.
2: Let's start with the New England Primer. That was America's first school textbook for 200 years. It was used in sixteen ninety about 1900. So George Washington, all of our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, they all used the New England Primer and learned how to read and write from this first school textbook. Mm. It has several different sections in it. The first is called the rhyming alphabet, where they used Bible verses to learn the alphabet. And then there's a first grade test in there of 107 questions. That most probably college and university students couldn't pass, let alone preachers. And then also we have Webster's 1828 dictionary. You know, Noah Webster helped author the U.S. Constitution and was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. The majority of the words, thousands of them in Webster's 1828 dictionary have Bible verses after the definition of the word so when you read the constitution bill of rights and declaration of independence if you want to go to the original intent you need to have webster's 1828 dictionary Mm. that gives you the definition with bible verses to prove that 90 percent of our constitution bill of rights and declaration came from the bible wow
1: Wow, that's that's fantastic. You know, they're not teaching that in our schools today at all. In fact, they try to avoid it and distort it. And, for example, maybe the Muslims discovered America or whoever, but this is our history. This is what we believe. This is what made this nation so great. And if we ever escape and lose these truths, We're done for. We have a miserable ending. So, friends, those are what we're offering. Our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. Now, after our founding fathers declared independence from Great Britain, what form of government did they give us? According
2: to Article 4, Section 4 of our U.S. Constitution, our founding fathers guaranteed every state a Republican form of government. Noah Webster, a great founding father, a lawyer, a judge, a school teacher, and helped author the U.S. Constitution and also a signer of the Constitution, stated in one of his school textbooks he authored in 1836. Listen to this definition. Our citizens should early understand, speaking of school children, the genuine source of Correct Republican principles is the Bible, particularly the New Testament or the Christian religion. What do you think about that, Brother Larry? Wow.
1: (laughs) I think it's wonderful. You know, when we think of of how so many people have come to this country, my relatives uh, have come to this country, so many of the people in my church have come to this country, this is the country that they have come to, but this country that they've come to is changing drastically and it's frightening. So, what was our first Congress's official act as a government body?
2: One little thing, let me add this before I answer that question. I want you to know if you listen to the news. Everyone from the president down to the dog catcher uses the phrase democracy. Mm. Our founding fathers hated a democracy. (laughs) They called it a mobocracy and the devil's own government. And why did they do that, Brother Larry? Because in a democracy, if 51% of the people vote that murder is no longer a crime, guess what? Murder (laughs) is no longer a crime in a democracy, but in a republic based on the Bible according to the original intent of our founding fathers, murder is always a criminal and capital law because it's always a law in the Bible. It never changes.
1: So you think if our founding fathers were around and somebody said, well, we're going to make it possible for a boy to be a girl, and a girl to be a dinosaur, they wouldn't go with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, Brother Larry. You know, we laugh at that, but seriously speaking, that's how far off course we are. You know, Hosea 4-6 states, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and we need to get back to the Bible and the original intent of our Constitution and Bill of Rights and Declaration. independence.
1: By the way, not too many people are are aware of it, but one of the things that makes Vladimir Putin, and I I just hate that some of the things he's doing, but one of the things that really concerns him is that the West is degenerate. The West is corrupt, and he wants to protect Mother Russia from homosexuality, from transgenderism. He spoke to several clubs and, and intellectual groups in Russia. And he says the West is destroying itself. He, d- he knows that. We don't know it, but he knows it. Tell us what was the Congress's official act. So the first official
2: act of Congress was Boston had just been attacked by the British, okay? And George Washington and Patrick Henry and John Hancock, all these came together, and their first official act, was a call to prayer Mm. and i have a picture that's been painted of these founding fathers taken from the letters they've written to their wives and to relatives and friends and there is george washington and patrick henry on their knees Mm. crying out to god John Hancock is there, Sam, and John Adams, all those are there praying. And they had the Reverend Duchesne of Christ Church in Philadelphia come, and he read Psalm 35, the Mm. complete chapter, for basically for God to wipe his enemies off the map. And the tears ran down the cheeks of all of our founding fathers, this first official act, and it's a lie that all of our founding fathers were a bunch of atheists, agnostics, and deists. That is not true.
1: Right. So much of our history has been misrepresented and and twisted, really lied about. Well, here's another one I want to ask you. What was the first book our first Continental Congress printed?
2: (laughs) Excellent question. (laughs) I'm holding in my hands right now the first book our Continental Congress printed. It was called, you ready for this? I yep. hope everybody has a spiritual seatbelt on. <laughs> it was called The Bible of the Revolution. Congress approved a neat edition of the Holy Scriptures for use in the public schools on September 12th, 1782. Wow. And you can go right to the congressional records and find this. I have a copy I'm holding of it right here in my hand, and I want to add this, Brother Larry. Can you imagine if our first Congress and our founding fathers came back today to America and discovered our Supreme Court, handed down a ruling in 1960s and the 1980s, that a Bible prayer and Ten Commandments are now illegal and unconstitutional. Right. They would all have spiritual heart attacks.
1: Right. It would be another shock. Well, the Bible of the Revolution and had some footnotes or extra material. is probably a KJV with the Old and New Testament. And what else was there? Everything else
2: they had. All they ever did was quotes from the Bible, Brother Larry. <laughs> this is what they did. And, you know, it's pretty interesting. They had qualifications from the bible and i want to give you those real quick okay the qualification was back in exodus chapter 18 and it gives four qualifications there for people to be in what we call god's ordained government Mm. of romans chapter 13 verse 1 but the first qualification was they had to be able in other words, you had to know the Bible and what God's law said, and then they were put into our Bill of Rights Constitution right. and Declaration. The second was to fear God, the second qualification to be a government official, and in that, you couldn't be a people pleaser, you had to <laughs> fear God first. Right. Right. And the third was hating covetousness, you couldn't covet. Land, people, money, or things like that. And then it talks about being rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. Our founding fathers set up our government, the federal government as rulers of thousands, our state government rulers of hundreds, our county government rulers of fifties, and our local government rulers of
1: 50. It's all come from the Bible, Brother Larry. Well, this is is amazing, and I think it's so important for our listeners, to realize, especially young people, because they get the wrong story. They get a lie in the public schools. But Vaughn, why do we have a president and not a king?
2: There's two answers to that. First, probably hardly anyone today knows the rallying cry of the war for independence. It was no king but King Jesus. Hmm. That's exactly right. This statement was made by John Adams and John Hancock, on April 17th, 1775, to the British General Piscard. Mm. And so that was the motto for the War for Independence, no king but King Jesus. The second answer is this, President John Adams and Washington and Madison, all these believed in what theologians call the depravity of man. Oh, right. And then John Adams quoted Jeremiah seventeen nine. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. So our Founding Fathers used the concept of Isaiah 33, 22 to give us our three branches of government. The Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. The Founding Fathers took those three attributes of God and formed our judicial branch, our legislative branch, and the executive branch. So that's the reason we have a president and not a king, because a king, if he goes bad, the whole nation goes bad, but in our republic, and our three branches of government, the separation of powers, if one branch goes bad, then one of the other branches will hopefully pull it back. All
1: right. Wow. What a, a wonderful system of checks and balances because our our founders realized something that we're ignorant of today. You know, today we think very highly of ourselves, but the Bible tells us we are depraved. We need God's leadership and God's direction and the instructions given in the Holy Bible. Well, thank you so much, Vaughn. Friends, we've got a lot to offer you. 1-800-652-1144. Give us a call. These are materials that will help you know the truth about who we really are.
0: Today, we heard just the beginning of the details and information Von Schatzer has on the Declaration of Independence. All of the information behind this important document is found in Von Schatzer's book and DVD entitled The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence. Order both the book and DVD today when you call 1-800-652-1144. Also today, we have back in print for the first time in many years, Webster's Blueback Speller, and New England Primer. Order all four of these outstanding resources when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit our website, swrc.com. Living in today's world with Greg Patton is right here and ready to focus on beauty. Here's Greg.
3: As the dad, I reminded my kids very early, because I think it was very important, they're pretty good looking, all six of them, and I reminded them that there's always somebody better looking, stronger, smarter, all of that. And I certainly, as I've gotten older, have not changed my mind on that one. Some folks may look in the mirror today and say, well, you certainly look good. You are more beautiful than I realized. Hey, been working out at the gym every day, I understand, huh? You're looking pretty good. Think our culture is obsessed with external beauty nowadays? Oh, you know it is. As hard as we may try to improve that outward appearance, and we do, I was lamenting to my son last night. They've been jogging, So's my daughter. They're older, what, 30s, 40s. They're jogging up a storm. I used to do that until 2012, and I ruined my knee and had to have it replaced. And uh, when you have new knees, you're not supposed to jog. So, hey, we all experience the effects of aging, getting there. This is sagging, and that's drooping, and my goodness. Far more important, however, is that inner character, the beauty of the inner character, which lasts into all eternity what do you think one of the most attractive inward qualities is in a person? Have you thought about that? Many believe that it's kindness. It goes a long way, no question about it. People characterized by kindness are what? They're considerate, they're loving, they're tender-hearted, they're very helpful, they're gentle. You want to be around those kind of people. Those on the other end of the spectrum are quick-tempered, and they're bitter, and they're crude, and rude, and demanding, and you don't want to be around those people. Basically, the difference has to do with whether one's focus is on self or others. Is that right? It is. Self or others. God is characterized by kindness, is he not? Even to ungrateful and evil men, according to Luke 6.35, as Christians— You and I should be also putting on that attractive quality from Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. We have the Holy Spirit within, and kindness is his fruit displayed in our words and actions. Authentic kindness does not depend on how others treat us, nor is it a manipulation to get what we want. A lot of people do that, including Christians. Kindness is a selfless quality, it really is. It's always considering others and what's best for others, whether those people deserve it or not. However, some people think that not standing up for themselves and their rights is a real sign of weakness today. But the question might be, which takes more strength in the world today? To be kind when you are mistreated and lash out, and it's easy to do. We all think very highly of ourselves, and when we come under some form of attack, of verbal or otherwise, yep, I'm going to have my say here, put in my two cents. One purpose of God's kindness is to lead people to repentance, according to Romans 2.4, to get that person saved. Would someone want to talk to you, be around you, and be willing to listen to you share the good news of Jesus Christ? And more importantly, would they then go with you and accept Jesus Christ as Savior? When we display kindness in our lives, God can use us to draw others to Himself, which is the whole goal, getting people to Jesus Christ. You and I both know as we read our Bibles that the Christian life is built around the concept of sacrifice. Jesus Christ, He left the perfection of heaven, imagine that, to dwell among a very sinful people so that He might reconcile us to Almighty God. He offered up His life for our sake, and as believers, we're supposed to follow Him, His example. Paul called it a living sacrifice because it's ongoing and it's repeated daily. How are you doing in that? And of course, we know that Paul, too, lived in a time when sensuality, the pursuit of pleasure, rebellion against the Lord were prevalent. In response, he wrote letters urging Christians not to follow the ways of the world. Still need to hear that today. Like those early believers, we are to pursue godliness. Romans 12, good reading today. Presenting our bodies to God, we need to do it. Our total being, mind, will, physical body, personality, emotions, all, we need to turn them all over to the Heavenly Father, James 4, 7. The Christian life built around the concept of sacrifice. Jesus Christ gave His life for our sake, to make a payment for our sins, 1 John 3:16 to bring us into the family. And as believers, we're supposed to follow his example. Living sacrifice, life's full of options this day. Many decisions involve a choice between following God's way or your way. Maturing Christians will increasingly sacrifice their own desires and embrace the will of God. A life of godliness characterized by a heart and a mind bent toward the things of Almighty God. Well, I'm always asking it. What did you get out of the Word today? Something really special? Oh, great. How about prayer? You prayed today? That's fantastic. Did you serve at all this week? We need to be reading our Bible and praying and serving in some way mankind. And uh, Christians were supposed to do that. How about fellowship? I need you. I need Christians in my life. And my unsaved ain't had hundreds of friends, worldly, without Christ. So you're saved, get some Christian friends and fellowship. And for some reason, I've come to appreciate this one more and more. I have pastored the same church for 35 years in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and yet come Sunday morning, I can't wait to get there. And I think that's the way it should be. There is so much strength to be had in the local church, my friend. Yeah, those believers are there with you. They support you. They pray for you. They love you. Oh, absolutely. It's the big deal. Get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. I trust this has encouraged you today, my friend, as we live in today's world.
0: Von Schatzer's book and DVD, The Truth Behind the Declaration of Independence, are our featured resources today. Order both the book and DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. Also today, we have back in print for the first time in many years, Webster's Blueback Speller and New England Primer. Order all four of these outstanding resources when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 or visit our website swrc.com. Tomorrow, Danny Faulkner will be here to give us a glimpse of God's majesty revealed in His creation. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.